the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody thinks of you as a hero, Mr. Bubba. How do you see yourself? I think we're all heroes if you catch us at the right moment. We all have something noble and decent in us trying to get out. And we're all less than heroic at other times. It's the media that uh, notices one person one moment and not another. I'm just like the next person, full of frailty, with uh, some courage, some decency mixed in. You think I'm a hero. To me, a hero is just a symbol of what's good in all of us. You're looking at me, and maybe you just notice what's, what's good in yourself. to the quote-unquote heroes to save it. We all have to be heroes. We are all heroes, and we have to do what we can do, and we all have to, we all have to be heroes out there and do what we can because uh, the, the Internet, the social media, and uh, our, our, our misinformed, our uninformed, and our misguided are, uh, are spreading the word like wildfire on the wrong path, and they're putting our kids on the wrong path as we go forward. We have a, speci- a specific hero to discuss and have a conversation with today and uh, how we can all join in and help our veterans out there and support and give them our support. Um, but before we do that, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President, Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located in the city of Moreno Valley, also offices in Temecula, Corona, Downey, Orange, and Westlake Village to serve all of Southern California for all your real estate financing needs. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the, f- the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities out there, whether you're buying, refinancing, reverse mortgage, any of those, and rates are still great, uh, call me toll-free, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Day or night, toll-free, 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you're calling from work and you don't want your coworker to know your stuff, go to edhoffman.net on your lunch break. And uh, click on Apply Now. Put in all the information that you want me to know and tell me what information you want. You'll hear back from me or one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Randy Sampius, or Alex Rojas. And we will give you all the information you need to and all the guidance that you need. And we'll get you all taken care of. Uh, if you hear something you want repeated, you can get me. Uh, you can also uh, hear this show repeated at, at Hoffman.net. Click on Listen to the Main Event. You'll hear this show uh, available in uh, four past shows, as well as you can get me on iTunes 
go to iTunes, click on uh, search Ed Hoffman, and uh, you'll get my podcast. You can uh, go on there, listen, and you can subscribe for free where it'll pop up on your computer or your iPhone, your iPad, your iPod, your iWatch, and it'll pop up uh, once a week, and you can listen anytime that's convenient for you. Uh, if you don't want to wait till uh, the weekend to hear my opinionated rants, you can uh, follow me at Twitter, where I uh, where I send out uh, my opinions on everything that's happening nationally all week long. You can just follow me at Ed Hoffman, and you can go to our my Facebook page, the Main Event Five Ninety, and uh, like our show and uh, hear what I post up on here and see what I post up on that. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with me, 855-640-2020. So real estate rates are still great. You're hearing all the stuff about the uh, rates going up, rates going down, the, the the bond market's crazy. Rates are still great if you haven't refinanced, if you need cash out, if you have mortgage insurance on your house and you want to get rid of it. Uh, equity's way up and people are uh, are calling in just to lower their rates and find out we can get rid of their mortgage insurance as well. Uh, call in. Let's get you uh, get you refinanced before the rates get uh, out of control. And uh, also, you know, reverse mortgages. What a great tool! I had a a friend of mine lives in L.A. Say, hey, my CPA said that's a, that's a that's a bad plan. I said, well, you've got no money in the bank and you've got a ton of equity in your house. Uh, what would uh, making your three thousand dollar payment go away do for you? And I said, I rest I rest my case. Anyway. Let's get let's get to the show. A friend of mine the other day sends me an email about a uh, a particular hero that's out there doing some things for our veterans that we can all support. Uh, tell you, combat wounded retired uh, Staff Sergeant jo- Johnny Joey Jones, everybody calls him Triple J, turned a traumatic life changing disability into personal mission to improve the lives of all veterans. Now serving as spokesperson for the chief op- as and chief operating officer for national nonprofit the Boot Campaign, Jones is the key to educating civilian, public, and corporate America on issues concerning veterans and their families in a nonpartisan, inspiring way. And I want to welcome to the show uh, Staff Sergeant Joey Jones. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for the tremendous welcome and introduction. I hey, I, we, you know what? I uh, I got the email and I saw I you know I saw the price that you paid for our freedom. And uh, why don't you uh, why don't you give a quick bio? I've got your bio written here, and I, and I've read it a couple of times. But uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody out there uh, what the price that you've paid to help our country be free? Well, you know, first of all, it's the ever, ever bit been an honor. I spent almost eight years in the Marine Corps. Most of that time I was an explosive ordnance disposal technician or a bomb tech. And uh, that's the kind of job that's a close-knit community uh, for obvious reasons. You you have a high attrition rate, a lot of guys that are killed in action and severely wounded in action. In 2010, I had been doing it for a few years on my um, second deployment, uh, third tour. And, um, you know, it was just the numbers game. I worked almost 80 IEDs on that deployment. And the ADS, um, I didn't find. I found with my feet is what I tell people. So I still have, you know, I'm still batting a 1,000 because I rendered it safe like I'm supposed to. I just did it more manually than I should have. And, and, and the, in doing so, uh, <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. Uh, I, I, I picked up legs. on that. I picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, dry humor, I guess. But uh, I lost both of my legs uh, just above the knee. Uh, my right arm was, was injured really bad and took a long time to recover and, and had a finger amputated and lost a lot of dexterity. But to be honest with you, hey, it's a great life. You know, I did not lose my leg. I got a second chance at life. Um, 
in doing my recovery, I realized that my personality was uh, maybe uniquely outgoing and uniquely personable. And I became kind of a de facto spokesperson for so many Marines, soldiers, sailors, and airmen that were severely injured from 2010 through 2012 that it, it just kind of naturally progressed into advocacy on Capitol Hill. I spent over a year at the House Veterans Affairs Committee. And then, you know, more importantly, I like to say the nonprofit, um, you know, area of work. And after bouncing through a few uh, great nonprofits that might not have needed me as much, I found one called Boot Campaign here in Texas. Started as a spokesperson, then a full-time staff member after graduating college, and now a leader in the organization. And it's been a you know quite the experience for me and my wife Meg. But even more importantly, it's just been amazing to provide these opportunities that came to me along the way to so many other service members and veterans. Well, let me let me ask you let me ask you one question that came to mind when you're talking about being a a uh, a uh, explosive ordinance uh, tech. Uh, are you the Hurt Locker guy? <laughs> you know, hopefully no one is the Hurt Locker guy if uh, if we've done our training correctly. Because you went multi- multiple tours, you you disarmed you <laughs> know tons of tons of bombs, you saved tons of tons of lives. Yeah, you know, I really appreciate that. Those are kind words, and and we're, we are. That's what we do. We um, do a lot of things that people don't realize we do. When we're here on state side, we assist in clandestine labs. Anything explosive, you need an explosive ordinance disposal technician there. Usually local municipalities lean on the military base and their EOD team for support. When we're deployed, we generally don't use bomb suits ever, so that's kind of a misnomer, as well as the robots, only when the terrain allows us to get on there. Those are big, heavy, clunky machinery. And in Afghanistan, it's mostly hands-on and hand-tools, not, not bomb suits, not a lot of robot work mostly uh, what you can carry on your back. I use a pair of trauma shears more than I ever use a robot there. Um, in Iraq, the terrain, there was more infrastructure, more roadways. We could get our big, heavy trucks and use the robots. Even then, we didn't use bomb suits. So the movie does a great job of pro- portraying that intensity, but it doesn't happen the way the movie showed it, uh, which is okay. It doesn't have to be realistic in that sense because, People walk away understanding that our job is intense and dangerous, and we truly appreciate those service members around us. And we do everything we can, including laying down our lives to keep them safe. So um, um, you're you're leading up this this uh, this nonprofit, the Boot Campaign. Um, tell me, tell me, tell everybody about what what the Boot Campaign's about. Absolutely. So the boot campaign was an idea five ladies here in Texas had back all the way back in 2009. They read Marcus Luttrell's book, Lone Survivor. They became so overwhelmed with a motivation to show their support for the military that they chose what they had available. They were promoting a country music singer named Joe, uh, Joe Nichols. Actually, Casey Musgraves was there, but she was unknown at the time. And they got on the put on combat boots and do a photo shoot just to show their support. And that kind of transformed over the next two years into a nonprofit that raises awareness through pop culture and then raises money to provide assistance um, in a tremendous amount of ways, all very strategic and all gap funding. So we don't relieve the government of its fiduciary duty. We provide funding where the government stops and other larger nonprofits don't quite pick up. Usually it's when the service member is transitioning from service to civilian life or from one job to a next as a veteran. 
And um, we truly, you know, we, we encounter some of the most humble and appreciative veterans. And as they receive assistance, they organically become their own spokesperson for what we do. They spread, you know, our kind of message along with their daily lives. So we also allow service members platforms to build their story, much like Marcus did to affect and change society and how this country supports its veterans and military. So it's, you know, we reach so many celebrities, but even more importantly, through them, we reach so many Americans that might not otherwise have any motivation right in their face to support our veteran community. But now we're so appreciative by hearing these stories. Yeah, too many, too many, uh, too many parents out there aren't teaching their kids what it, what the experience means to be an American, and uh, and so they can appreciate the price that you military guys have paid in the past and continue to pay for for our freedom. You know, freedom's not free, and and if we don't if we don't continue that that fight. I have two grandkids that I'm scared aren't going to see the same kind of world to grow up in that 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 uh, that that I did, and uh, I'm doing what I'm doing what I can to to get you guys out. Tell tell us what the boot campaign. Give us a little bit about what specifically they do with the money that gets donated. Absolutely. So we raise money in a few different ways. One of the ways we do it is we sell combat boots and an apparel line of t-shirts and hats that are branded with patriotic verbiage and colors. So we sell those to get both the awareness out there and to raise money. We also have corporate partnerships. We do something called push-ups for charity. We have fun. We do grassroots events. With that money, we provide an urgent financial assistance, and that's when you're in a bad spot in life as a veteran or a service member. You can get an automatic Band-Aid to your problem, and then we partner with other nonprofits to provide a comprehensive solution. Sometimes it's financial counseling remortgage, whatever it may be. We also do a larger housing grant. And with that, we can remodel a home to fit a, you know, a handicapped need. We can pay down towards a large cost if the home ownership is, is at play. We can uh, repair the home. We do a lot of repairs for service members and veterans that just don't have a plus fund for big, large repairs. Then we have a career transition and education allowance. So if you're trying to get a job, you're trying to get trained for a job, we're there to help you with the gap funding. And then probably most importantly, we have family assistance. And that comes in the form of an assistance for a military or veteran family as well as a Gold Star family who have unfortunately lost their hero in combat. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, we do all we can to uh, – I, my wife and I support the Wounded Warrior Project and my uh, company raised uh, in – as a as a surprise to me, we raised twenty eight thousand five hundred dollars uh, last year to uh, to donate a uh, track chair through the Independence Fund uh, track chair, and we actually uh, sponsored uh, like eleven families for a retreat of for caregivers for that because we you know that's it's near and dear to my heart about this country and the opportunity that we have and why we're there. Um, we're also doing a a. a we're raising funds to actually remodel the the VFW out here to uh, to actually make it make it nicer for the vets that are out here in the Inland Empire in Moreno Valley, and uh, so now so basically uh, we go on to your website and buy these boots boots and other stuff and the and the profit the profit's going to go out there to help more veterans as you described. Absolutely, you know we didn't set out to sell boots or have a retail store. 
But when we show these pictures of celebrities putting on combat boots across social media and Facebook, the first thing that happened was their fans wanted to wear combat boots too. So that's how that came to be. Every combat boot we sell has between a $50 and $100 markup from what we gave for it, and that money goes directly back on our general fund to fund our assistance program. So there's no for-profit aspect whatsoever. It's unique that we do it through a retail store as a part of it, but the large portion of our fundraising actually comes from grassroots events. Somebody comes to us, they want to do something in their community, they want to do something fun, they want to bring a veteran out to share his or her story, they want to make it a community event. I tell people, we aren't just a national nonprofit, we're a grassroots nonprofit that operates nationally. We want you to feel ownership, to be a part of what we do. You buy the boots to wear to the event so that you're showing your patriotism outwardly and openly. But at the end of the day, what's important to us is that people walk away from our event or from a purchase on our store or a visit to our Facebook with more awareness of what our service members go through, more just wholehearted patriotism for what this country is, and lastly, having done something to show their appreciation, rather it be donate, purchase something, or walking down the street and saying thank you to the nearest veteran. And that's what's most important to us. We want you to know about boot campaigns. We want you to participate in what we have going on. But most importantly, we want you to be appreciative of these exceptional men and women who have served our country. And financially, with our nonprofit, we stand on the worst day, 83 cents of every dollar back out the door. That's very important to us. We have multiple veterans and military spouses on staff. We want to live and breathe what we stand for. We don't want it to just be, um, you know, uh, another nonprofit. Don't, and, don't you know, talk. Some of the ones you named, you know, uh, I support myself. Yeah, I'd, uh, don't talk. Don't walk. Talk the talk unless you're walking the walk. I'll tell you that. Uh, Absolutely. My uh, my top my top producing loan officer in my company is uh, we hired him right out of right out of the army. Ten years and. Ten years in the army, nine years overseas, and two tours in Iraq. And uh, and uh, uh, Iraq veteran Nick Cowan's our number one, our highest producing uh, loan officer uh, for like about six years in a row. And uh, so we, and I will tell you, I, you know, if when I can find veterans that are veterans that uh, have the aptitude, the aptitude to do uh, do something like in the lending business, that you know the 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 discipline and the and the work ethic that they learn learn in the military i support taking our kids instead of sending them to community college let's draft them and go let them serve their country for two years and uh and learn about life and learn some discipline because parents don't seem to be doing it tell me about push-ups for charity because i think i want to do a, i think i want to do a, a, a some kind of event and organize that uh i read i read it on the website and was watching the videos and uh, i see that you can uh without the with the damage to your arm uh you're still able to do push-ups uh, uh probably lighter than lighter than mine because my legs are heavier than yours uh <laughs> and uh but tell 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 us how the push-ups for charity works yeah, you know, in search of something that we could um, provide people with that opportunity to do their own event and to have fun and liken it back to what our military does every day, the, the act of doing a push-up was an idea that came to us through uh, another guy who wanted to do something himself and didn't have a nonprofit. So we came up with what's called Push-Ups for Charity. And it's really simple, but it's so fun. You'll never enjoy an event like you will one of these events. So what you do is you get people to you host an event by going to pushupsforcharity.com. You sign up to host an event. We give you T-shirts and a packet on how the event works. All that money, obviously, is money raised. 
Um, and then you go out and get people to come to your event. You can do it at your local business, the parking lot of your school, your church, anywhere where you feel like people will show up. We like, encourage people, you know, do hamburgers and hot dogs. Make a day of it. Make a, make a summer cookout. And you get people to sign up to do 90 seconds of push-ups. So as many push-ups as they can do in 90 seconds. And some people will do 10 because they only thought they could do five. Some people will do 100 because they thought they could do 70. But I promise you, more times than not, you'll do more push-ups than you ever believed you could do. And before the event, you get people to donate towards your push-ups. It can be a dollar a push-up. It can be $100 for however many you do. All that money goes to your host CrowdRise account. And that money comes into our nonprofit, and we give you a total. We send you information to let you know directly where that money went and what we were able to do with it. And in the meantime, you meet veterans in your local area because you invite them out. You learn more about the veterans that come out. You post on Facebook that you did 85 push-ups to show your support for our military. So it's a fun event. It's doing more than clicking like on a Facebook page. You meet the people in your local community. You involve your business, your church, whatever group you're involved in. As you know, you align that with supporting the military. And at the end of the year, we hope to raise a million dollars towards our programs and to do 1.4 million push-ups collectively to represent the 1.4 million people strapping on their boots and serving every day. Well, I'll tell you that I'm going to organize one for Wholesale Capital, uh, my company, and uh, I'm probably announce that next week. In the, if it's not next week, it'll be in the next two weeks. I'll announce when it's going to be and what we're going to do. And we're going to try and get as many of our listeners out and as many of, uh, of the people in the real estate community and, uh, and, the, uh, and the veterans that are out there on, uh, at March Air Force Base in uh, Moreno Valley, California. And we're going we're gonna to raise some bucks for you. And also, uh, we're pushing uh, next weekend is Father's Day. Great, great uh, Father's Day gifts instead of a tie or some or some coupons for a back rub. How about uh, how about uh, some boots and boots and hats and shirts from uh, the boot campaign? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I spoke earlier that our, our retail line shows that patriotic feeling in a fun way, and we have a slew of T-shirts, probably two dozen now, that uh, you know have a very military feeling, but it's very Americana as well. We just put out what's called our Patriot Pack, and that's male and female T-shirts and tank tops that are very patriotic, really cool, so popular. I think people like our T-shirts as much as anything. And then we've got over two dozen styles and pairs of boots to choose from, all of which are rated everywhere from combat ready to more athletic and in between. Um, And, you know, like I said, we're not really good at selling shoes, but for some reason people love to buy our boots and wear them and be patriotic. We've got multiple styles of hats. We've got tactical patches for those that are into the tactical lifestyle. Um, you know, and we've got, you know, just such a tremendous uh, brand in our retail store so that we really capitalize on what, you know, if somebody's going to go in and pick a shirt out of the closet for whatever reason, we want that to be a shirt that says, I support the military, either through our branding or through our messaging. So we want to really hit every demographic and style, and we've done a great job of that. So we just put out our, um, our Patriot line. Go check us out at bootcampaign.org. Check us out on Facebook at Boot Campaign as well as Twitter and Instagram. You'll see a lot of pictures and a lot of information on what we're doing with the nonprofit as well as the retail items we have in order to raise our money. So it's a great time. It's something that you can buy into with a click of a mouse and then show up for our push-ups for charity events or any other boot campaign event that may be in your local area. And I really appreciate you guys for the support. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on our on our website, and I'll be announcing it on the radio uh, in the next uh, in the next two shows that I do. Um, and uh, we'll get a bunch of people out to do some push-ups for charity. And uh, I can tell you that uh, my kids are gonna buy me, or I'm gonna buy me some boots for Father's Day coming up next weekend. And uh, and just so you know, everybody knows that celebrities have joined the boot campaign. Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, some people know him as Dwayne Johnson. Some people know him as The Rock. You know, big guy with the with the uh, with the uh, eyebrow thing. Uh, Dean Kane, Dolly Parton, Jim Caviezel, uh, Florida Georgia Line, Cheap Trick, Luke Bryan, Corey Hart, Troy Aikman, Lyle Levitt, and the the cast of Sons of Anarchy. I think I could blend in with all those guys and uh, wear some of them shirts and some boots. And I think I, I'm absolutely going to support this uh, this campaign. Um, so again, if you, if you guys want to support it, uh, bootcampaign.org, uh, uh, triple J, I appreciate you coming on the show. Any, any last minute words you want to tell to our uh, audience? Hey, listen, just know this: you live in the greatest country on earth and it's not because of the size of our military or our economic prosperity. It's because of how we treat each other and the things we do for one another, one another in our communities. Be appreciative of that. Know it. And know there's an entire class of men and women who put their lives on the line to keep it that way. That's all we ask at Boot Campaign, and that's what we're all about. Joey, thank you for your service to this country, and thank you for the huge sacrifice and uh, and the work you're doing to help all the rest of the, the veterans out there. And we're going to support you and uh, hope to have you back on the show again. Thank you. God bless. Okay, that's all the time I have. We're going to support the bootcampaign.org and uh, everybody get uh, Father's Day for that. But I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. So stay tuned for five minutes of, uh, of some traffic and weather and commercials, and we'll be right back with part two of the main event and talk about everything else that's going on in this country. And we're back with part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. If you want to get in touch with me, 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. If you need real estate financing, refinancing, reverse mortgage, you need some common sense. Common sense uh, guidance in real estate financing. Call me, 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. So, uh, great interview with uh, with Joey Jones uh, from uh, from the boot campaign. Make sure and go to bootcampaign.org and uh, support them and buy your uh, Father's Day presents there, ladies, for your husbands and uh, you're the fathers of your babies. And uh, let's show some patriotism. If you're going to spend the money, let's do something good with it. Um, so let's see what's happening in the, in the world this week. So, uh, our illustrious, uh, King of the world, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, um, spent, uh, some time this past week at the G7 summit. I believe it was in Germany. Um, and, uh, it used to be the G8 summit, but they booted, uh, Russia out of it. Just kind of like, uh, we boycotted, you know, talking about the politics of it. Wait, we, we booted, we didn't attend the, uh, Olympics in 1980 because uh, because Russia had it was in Moscow and Russia had invaded Afghanistan at the time. I think it was Afghanistan, wasn't it? And uh, and uh, I remember that because I was just uh, right out of high school, and uh, the in, the Olympics were more important to me back then because uh, you know I was young and young and athletic. Now I'm old and athletic. Uh, getting more, uh, so uh, so we're we're doing that kind of thing. So he was at the G7 summit, had his uh, his few minutes at the end of it to babble on aimlessly with no with no point 
for a while and uh, then he had some interesting uh, interesting moments as he did his press conference. Um, did a press conference with the American media. Christy Parsons, a White House correspondent for the Chicago Tribune and the LA Times, asked the president about his latest Supreme Court challenge of the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. Courts considering whether a section of the Obamacare law was incorrectly worded. If so, it would make federal subsidies unavailable to 34 states that don't have their own exchanges. Um, let me play. I got a few clips from that. Let's play a piece of it. More than 6 million Americans may soon lose health insurance if the Supreme Court this month backs the latest challenge to the Affordable Care Act. Mm. A growing number of states are looking for assistance as they face the prospect that their residents may lose federal insurance subsidies and their insurance markets may collapse. Yet, your administration has given very little to no guidance on how states can prepare. What can you tell state leaders and advocates who worry that health care markets in half the country may be thrown into chaos? So just so you know, before we let uh, Obama babble on aimlessly and senselessly uh, in the way he answers this, um, just so you know what the, what this means, what happens if what happens if the Supreme Court rules against Obamacare? So you know, there's 34 states in the country that did not do uh, exchanges like we have California Care in or Care California in this in this state. I have never dealt with it because we provide insurance for uh for our 160 plus employees and uh so I don't have to do that. Um because my employer who's me and all my employees get insurance from their employer which is also me. So uh, what happens if they rule against Obamacare? The Supreme Court could overturn a crucial piece of the Obamacare this month. If it rules against the Obama administration, the nation's highest court could kill much-needed health care insurance subsidies for people in 34 states who don't run their own online marketplaces. So, in other words, hey, if you don't get your insurance through your employer, then you just answer the question. You don't get your insurance through employer, and then you get a subsidy. And uh, the federal government, that means us, taxpayers, we help subsidize that. Um the real question isn't what the court does. It happens what, what happens afterward in the White House, uh, the Capitol Hill, and the state houses. The federal government currently provides $1.7 billion every month in tax subsidies to 6.4 million people, 34 states, that rely on the healthcare.gov marketplace instead of running their own healthcare markets. The court is considering whether a section of the law was incorrectly worded, which would make those subsidies unavailable. You know what the problem is, is that we have uh, 435 Congress people and 100 uh, senators uh, only the Democrats of which voted for the Affordable Care Act. Problem is, they didn't read it. They voted on it, and you know we had to we had to pass it so we could uh, find out what's in it, as Nancy Pelosi said. But uh, now we're finding out what's in it. The deeper we get into this, the deeper and the longer this is on that this is going before we get a uh, Republican president in there to match our Republican uh, uh, Congress and uh, and Senate. The longer it goes the harder it's going to be to turn it around. So what happens next? The three scenarios. Number one, you do nothing. Neither the Obama administration, Congress, or states do anything to reinstate subsidies after the Supreme Court ruling. Without the federal subsidies, people buying insurance in 34 states without their own exchange will see their monthly costs triple. On the average, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, unable to afford insurance, many people would drop their coverage, leaving a pool of sicker customers. Insurance companies are forced to raise their prices, forcing more people to drop and creating a so-called death spiral of higher rates and more uninsured people in the individual insurance market. It would disrupt the health care market outside of Obamacare, too. 
if no one did anything, the individual markets would blow up, um, said Gary Claxton of the the president of Kaiser Family Foundation. I'll tell you that that the prices already did blow up for a lot of people. Our company has uh, Blue Cross and Kaiser. Kaiser last year didn't go up very much because they prepped for this. But if you want to have Kaiser, the people in my company that have Kaiser are the people that don't go to the, that don't have many health problems and they want to have $5 doctor visits. And uh, so far, and they don't have any relationship with their doctor or, or uh, really care as long as they get covered. Um, For those of us that that have PPOs, which basically means I don't mind paying for a, a doctor visit. Um, but when I, when I need something serious, I want to be able to go to whoever I want to, um, our rates doubled or close to it. Um, the company was paying about $873 a month for my wife and I, and it jumped to 1900 plus, uh, this year. And I will tell you, I've never gotten so many bills for so many copays. And if you look at the, the, the coverage and it says the explanation of benefits when I get it like once a month with everything that got claimed. And maybe this is just a bad year because I've been through issues with my knee and some other stuff uh, that I talked about on the, uh, on the radio. And my wife's gone, has uh, had a few, a uh, few little issues that she's dealing with. Nothing major, nothing major, nothing serious, just problems that we're going, that problems that you, that you're going through and you want to make sure you have insurance. And when you get the, the explanation of benefits here, here's a bill for $553 for some, uh, for some blood tests and an x-ray. And, uh, here we did a contractual write-off of uh, $350. We paid 50 and you pay a hundred or we pay 15 and you pay 135. Or I got one of them for a doctor's visit to the, to my orthopedic guy, in Riverside, and it said $180, and it said uh, contractual write-off zero, um, amount qualified zero. It just said zero. So they looked at it and said, we're not paying anything. So I don't really know where that goes because I haven't got the bill. For, I assume that means that I'm going to get a bill from the doctor's office for $180, but they just didn't pay anything on it. So people that think that, that, that they're covered, they're not. Um, and people that think that this is – that uh, the the cost hasn't gone up yet. It has, it has. And now they're predicting 26 to 30% increases, uh, for 2016. Um, look out small businesses, whether you can do it. Now, the second option is uh, Congress steps in, uh, Republican led Congress can fix the law, allowing residents of states without their own insurance marketplace to continue receiving subsidies. This could be a short term fix until the next presidential election or a permanent fix. It could be so after the presidential election, most the most the potential uh, Republican candidates that are going to win um, say they're they're going to they're going to uh, um, cancel Obamacare and uh, in its in its entirety. I don't know if that's possible the longer we go, but because we got another year and a half till that's going to happen. Um, but it could be part of a compromise, which also changes another part of the law. Um, however, it's done. However, it's done. The fix would allow 6.4 million people to continue buying health insurance with the help of federal subsidies. Law would continue to work, working as designed. Many congressional Republicans are opposed. However, and remember, when I say with the help of federal subsidies, that means you and me, taxpayers. And uh, the last, the last uh, option is red Obamacare, blue Obamacare. Congress doesn't act, but the state governments do. In some states, without their own marketplaces. Governors and lawmakers would move to create their own marketplace and designate uh, the federal healthcare.gov website as their state marketplace or partner with another state 
Um, anyway, then they would step in and do that. So, uh, so now that now that you've heard the potential problems. Oh, and then let me just let me just read this other thing. Uh, IRS can't verify who qualifies for these Obamacare subsidies because uh, they put off. Obama keeps putting off little pieces of this law and letting some of it go into effect. Uh, the IRS cannot com- c- cannot verify whether everyone who receives Obamacare subsidy qualifies for it because a critical form needed for cross-checking a taxpayer's status has been delayed until next year, the Treasury's Inspector General said Tuesday. Americans with insurance through their employers do not qualify for the Affordable Care Act subsidized coverage. Um, so when taxes are filed, Obamacare exchanges are supposed to check filers' insurance status with similar forms fi- filed by the IRS by the employers and insurance companies, but they don't know which ones. So in other words, everybody's on the honor system. I get the subsidy because I don't have employer uh, employer covered insurance, except that they may have it. But nobody would lie to get free federal federal money, would they? No, Americans don't lie, especially not Democrat uh, uh, Democrat. Uh, that want to get free free stuff from the government, they would never lie. No, I bring back the uh, the governor of Maine who canceled their SNAP card, their supplemental nutritional uh, assistance program, which basically you just say I'm unemployed and you get a card from in California, you get two hundred dollars a month worth of free food. Um, in Maine, however, they changed the law that said if you have this, you either have to sign up for uh, for uh, volunteer work. For to work in some kind of program they have 20 hours a week or go through a vocational training or give 24 hours a month in uh, in a chair working in a charity uh, volunteer work and uh, in three months it went from uh, 12,500 people to 2,500 people so it dropped 80 percent of their people well you know I'll take the stuff for free but if I have to work for it eh, I don't need it um, so that just goes to show, and as one state goes, they all go. That's just a symptom. The problem is there. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, let's hear what, how Obama reacted to, uh, what kind of guidance is the federal government going to give anybody? There is no reason why the existing exchanges should be overturned, uh, through a court case. It has been well documented that those who passed this legislation never intended for folks who were going through the federal exchange not to have their citizens get subsidies. That's not just the opinion of me. That's not just the opinion of Democrats. That's the opinion of the Republicans who worked on the legislation. The record makes it clear. Except for no Republicans were allowed to work on the legislation. They forget to say that there's zero Republican votes and the Republicans weren't involved in working on legislation. No one ever intended it to to be like that, but nobody ever read it. So they don't know what they intended because nobody ever read it. They just voted on it because they were doing something historic. This is great for the country. Look at what we're doing. Yeah, we're destroying it. Okay, let's go to the next clip. What's more, the thing's working. I mean, part of what's bizarre about this whole thing is uh, we haven't had a lot of conversation about uh, the horrors of Obamacare because none of them come to pass. you got 16 million people who've gotten health insurance. The overwhelming majority of them are satisfied with the health insurance. It hasn't had an adverse effect on people who already had health insurance. The only effect it's had on people who already had health insurance is they now have an assurance that they won't be prevented from getting health insurance if they've got a pre-existing condition and they get additional protections with the health insurance that they do have. 
the costs have come in substantially lower than even our estimates about how much it would cost. Healthcare inflation overall has continued to be at some of the lowest levels in 50 years. None of the predictions about how this wouldn't work have come to pass. I beg to differ with you, Mr. Barack Hussein Obama, um, because the horrors have come to pass. Hey, you know what? The the costs are lower and, you know, none of the skyrocketing costs. Uh, who is he talking to? What's, what what world does he live in? What planet is he on? You know what? Uh, I told the story about what I went through to get uh, something called uh, orthovisc injected into my knee and uh, happily, I have enough income that I just got tired of waiting, and I said I'll pay cash, and I paid a thousand thirty-four. I talked to some bigwig at Blue Cross about, or Blue Shield, I'm sorry, Blue Shield about getting this thing expedited. And the day I got my first of three shots, the the nurse at the thing said, "Oh, they're trying to expedite this. They don't know that it's already here." I said, "It's already here because I paid for it." And uh, but I'll get reimbursed. But that's been since March 26 is when they prescribed it for me. I think I got the first injection at the beginning of May. And today is June the 12th, and I still haven't gotten it approved. I've had all three shots. My knee feels better, not great. But you know what? You think that you want to spend a portion of $1,000 before I need a knee replacement. And I don't know how much that costs, but it sounds expensive. But uh, you'd think that that would be the smartest thing. But no, we don't have any coverage for this kind of stuff, folks. Wait till you need to use your... You got insurance, but you don't have any coverage. You don't have any health care. And uh, Mr. Obama is just out there in La La Land. And unfortunately, as I've said a million times, this is the crap that our kids hear. And this is the crap that Democrats are out there. Well, you know, the rates are better than 50 years and 16 million people got... Got health insurance that didn't have it, except for about 16 million people that had it, lost it, too. So we're no better off than we were, except for the prices went higher, and we're about to see it go go uh, into the toilet uh, as far as what we get for how much we get. And I could tell a lot more stories. Let me uh, put my last clip up here. A, I'm optimistic that uh, the Supreme Court uh, will play it straight when it comes to the interpretation. And B, I should mention that if it didn't, Congress could fix uh, uh, this whole thing with uh, uh, a one-sentence uh, provision. So, uh, I, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to go into a long speculation, uh, anticipating uh, uh, disaster. A, I'm optimistic. B, I don't know what I'm talking about without my teleprompter, so I'm not going to go into a long dissertation about this because I don't know how to think on my feet because I don't know squat about what I'm talking about. That's uh, that would be uh, our. President Barack Hussein Obama. Um, so anyway, I could tell you lots of stories based on what I've seen in the past uh, few months about this healthcare system and how messed up it is. And we just need, you know, I just were we once had the best healthcare system in the in the world, and uh, now it's not what it was, to all to say the least. So let me uh, let me hit a few more topics because I'm gonna run out of time before I get a chance to talk anything. White House announced Wednesday that President Obama has approved sending 450 additional U.S. troops to Iraq as part of, it, as part of an effort to boost the fight against ISIS. Troops will be sent to help train, advise, and assist Iraqi security forces at the base, at a base in eastern Anbar province. Uh, I don't know. 450 seems like a glass of water out of the ocean. Um, let me play what the White House said about this. It's hard to 
give you a real clear sense of exactly what other things are on the table. Uh, the president's been clear about what's not on the table, uh, and that is a, a large-scale ground combat operation inside of Iraq. And the reason the president has ruled out that option is the president does not believe it is in the national security interest of the United States for us to do for the Iraqis what they must do for themselves, uh, and that is to provide for the security situation in their country. Uh, the United States is prepared to stand with the Iraqi people and the Iraqi government and the Iraqi security forces as they take the fight to ISIL on the ground. We're prepared to back their efforts with military air power. Uh, but the president does not believe that um, sending in a large contingent of U.S. ground combat troops is uh, in our best interests. No, winning the war isn't in our best interest. Losing the war, eh, no biggie, because they lost some people, we lost some people. I don't think he's uh, got his uh, head into this uh, or anywhere where the sun shines. Um, so he doesn't see where this is in our national interest to win this war and stop these people that want to cut people's heads off. So, uh, And we, we're just going to go in and train these guys. It's kind of like you train your kids. You know, you spend 18 years, not six months training them like they're, like they're suggesting. You're not sending your kids out. Six years old, you can, uh, you can pull up your own pants, you can tie your own shoes, and you can feed yourself. Uh, as long as I put the, t the stuff on the, the, the plate full of food on the, on the table. So you're out of here. Go on and uh, go away from the nest, little, uh, little chickies. Uh, get out there. You know, that would be ridiculous. You can hardly ride a sick uh, two-wheeler and you're pushing them out. Now, they can do it themselves. They need to fend for themselves. You know what? They're not ready. Then you raise them. Then, then for those of us that are in la, not in La La Land, we raise them till they're eighteen. I pushed my kids out at nineteen. I didn't push them out. I told them, hey, I told my kids, hey, if you're at home, you're going to school, you're going to college. We'll pay. We'll pay your tuition. We gave them both cars for their nineteenth birthday, and uh, and we. Uh, uh, hey, you you have to you have to tell us where you're at. You got to be in at a certain time, you know, a reasonable time, or let us know where you're at. And you can't bring your boyfriend and girlfriend home and have sex with them in our house. So uh, you'd save that for elsewhere or when you get married. And uh, both of them at 19 years old, uh, before they heard, turned 20, decided that they're going to move out. And I said. I said, well, if you can afford your own apartment, you can afford your own school. So you can afford your tuition. So you go ahead and pay for your tuition and get student loans if you need them. And if you graduate, I'll pay them off. And if you don't graduate, then uh, then you pay them off. And I will tell you that uh, our kids are all doing well. None of them graduated college. Well, one, uh, Don's, uh, Don's uh, son from uh, from his our older son, Brett, he graduated college. He's doing well. And our two kids, our two younger kids, um, uh, didn't graduate college. And they're, they're both on their own and uh, paying their own bills. Although they're 29 and 30 now. And uh, even after 18 years, 19 years of pushing them out, we still had to help them now and then. So we're talking about sending 450 people in to, to train troops, and we're just gonna we're just gonna back them up. They need to support themselves. And this force of ISIS out there that's going in and killing Christians, cutting off their heads, we don't see that as a national security interest for us to win that. Uh, I think someone in the in the uh, White House has their head where the sun don't shine. Okay, so I got uh, three minutes left. I got uh, like a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, this week we saw the, all the all the problems in McKinney, McKinney, Texas pool party incident. Um, things are going crazy in this world. Uh, apparently, got out a, a bunch of kids having a pool party, and I think it's at an, at an associate at a public pool. 
uh, got out of hand. Somebody called 911. Uh, a dumb cop went in and, and went in before he had backup and tried to uh, settle everything down. And the kids went crazy. And because they all got video phones, video uh, cameras on their phone, and it went crazy. And some uh, some little uh, some little. I'm trying to think of a word I can say on the on the on the air. Little idiots uh, kind of rushed up behind him. The cop pulled his gun. He didn't pull the trigger, but he pulled his gun to, and uh, and apparently it got out of hand. And uh, now he quit. Um, he quit over the over all the publicity because the Bikini Police is uh, looking embarrassed because he pulled his gun, didn't keep his cool. And you know what I say for the cops out there? I understand. You get out there, you get into a position, and you're fearing for your life. You don't know what's coming on. You pull your gun to to get everybody to back off. Now those cops quit. You watch what happens when we have cops that won't even apply for jobs and cops that quit and see what happens to this country when we don't have any cops. Maybe we should train our kids to be respectful of authority. I know when I was a kid, uh, I don't know, high school, college, having a party at one of my friends' houses when their parents are away, uh, underage drinking going on, loud music. When the cops showed up, we all turned down the music and, you know, slip out the back door and hope that nobody sees that we're intoxicated while we're underage or uh, find out that any of that's going on. And you respect. And the cops said, came in. We said, yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, we treated them with respect because we understood authority. And the thing I didn't want is to to get in trouble with the cops because my parents would have uh, would have hurt me worse than the cops would and because we had discipline back then. You know what? Maybe it's time for us to start being parents to our kids and showing them some discipline. Uh I feel bad for the guy who the cop actually quit and uh his his uh his uh career is over. I got 30 more seconds. Last thing I want to mention is uh this FIFA thing. We have our attorney general suing some international organization for uh for the corruption in in people uh countries bidding for where the World Cup goes. You know what? Don't we have something more important than our for our attorney general to be doing than than a suing some international organization over soccer? Come on, who cares? Don't we have an IRS problem where the IRS is is discriminated against people? I think something's wrong in this country, folks. Hey, uh, I'm out of time. For this episode of the main event, next week is Father's Day. Go to bootcampaign.org and buy your buy your dad or your husband or your uh, or yourself some Father's Day stuff at bootcampaign.org. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.